0: All right, this is Brent Leary, and with me right now is Ray Wong, founder and lead analyst for Constellation Research, and also the author of a really cool book, Disrupting Digital. Did I say it right, or is it digital disruption?
1: Disrupting digital business.
0: Disrupting digital business. All right, very cool. All right, so we're sitting here at CRM Evolution at the conference. You just did a session on. That really talks about some of the things you go through in the book one of the questions i had a chance to ask you at a panel that i moderated that you were on was this whole idea of what are some of the the biggest misconceptions about digital disruption when it comes to my business give it to us
1: again? Yeah, no, definitely great questions. Uh, the main thing is disrupting digital businesses. When you're talking about digital, it's not just about the technologies. People like to think about mobile, social, cloud, analytics, big data, internet things. It doesn't matter. Those technologies are enablers. What we really are looking at is a business model shift. And when you have that business model shift, then we can figure out which technologies make all this great stuff happen. That's number one. The second thing is, this isn't a book just for new companies or people starting from fresh. This was designed for companies that weren't born in the digital age. And it's It's really important for companies to know that they too can make the shift before this digital disruption happens. And if you think about this, right, the average age of a Fortune 500 company or an S&P 500 company was something like in the 60s when they first started. It's down to 15. We project it's going to be 12 by 2020. That's a 5x compression rate, right? (laughs) Digital Darwinism is unkind to those who wait. You're not going to be around if you don't take a look at this.
0: So we know we hear all the stories of the high-flying companies, the Airbnbs, the Ubers, the companies that are new and disrupting, but from a traditional kind of mainstream business, how quickly are they adapting some of these, uh, these technologies to be able to, I don't know if disrupt is the right word, but maybe it is, but to change their business model or adapt it to what is more inherent about customer engagement today?
1: You know, the challenge is they're not moving fast enough. And part of that is, I mean, if you look even at Amazon store in New York Times, right, people are working their butts off, they're like, I mean, they're, even Amazon's not moving fast enough. Now you can see exactly what's going on because they're competing with global players like Alibaba, you know, JD, all these people are working at that pace. And it's because of that pace that's happening, people are wondering, hey, can we compete? Can we compete fast enough? The short answer of it is that there's a lot of work that's going to be required, a lot of heavy lifting for folks to make those shifts. Now, one way to do it is to create separate entities, um, more than just innovation labs, but create separate entities and bring them back in the fold. The other way is really try to change the company fast enough across the board culturally. Both ways work. You really just have to think about where your leadership style is and what parts of the business are you willing to disrupt. So
0: Google just announced Alphabet not that long ago. Is that an example? I mean, you, when people think about Google, they don't think about it as an old technology company, but yet and still, they felt the need to change and adapt. Are they an example of what you should be doing?
1: Um, It's a great example of portfolio. Core Google doing really well. They need to keep going, right? But all the new stuff needs focus and attention. Anything that's actually happening at Nest, things that are happening at Google X, stuff that's actually in Google Capital when they actually look at new stuff in Google Ventures. All those areas actually have to come back and they need a level of focus. If they're all in one big part of the company, it's very hard to get to that level of focus. And so it's a great example of what you're talking about. I mean, companies like Google don't want to go the way of a Kodak. They don't want to go the way of, you know, the way Bell Labs and AT&T were. These were great corporate, I mean, corporate giants and research behemoths that suddenly lost their way when they actually had to get to commercialization.
0: Talk about it from the standpoint of, everybody, I think it talks about disruption from a technology standpoint, but it's really, as we heard folks like Dennis Pombriant and you talk about a little earlier, it's about the disruption in business models and being able to quickly adapt your business model to what customers are expecting today.
1: That's a great point. This is very customer-centric. We don't sell products or services anymore. We're basically selling experiences and outcomes, which is basically the brand promise. The brand promise is core. It sounds fluffy, like, but it's like, hey, if what's your mission? What are you really about? If you can answer that, then all the other stuff will come into play. The second thing is we're trying to price at the lowest unit cost pricing model. I mean, that's an important part of this shift because we're going from selling you a case of Coke to a two liter to a can. How much would you pay for a sip of Coke? That's a crazy question, right? But, but here's the thing, if you could do that, imagine if I gave you like an unlimited use of any freestyle machine around the world for 50 bucks for the week, right? If you can't price to the smallest unit, how are you gonna do this? Imagine if you could buy analyst time or consultant time at, by the minute, <laughs> right? That's crazy, but you have to get down to these unit cost pricing models to get there, um, which is an important piece. I think, I think the net of this is we are in a post-sale, on demand attention economy post sale being everything after the sale is as and or more important to, than the initial sale so the, it's the installation the cross sell the additional subscriptions things that you take it's on demand because we're not buying the whole thing we want a slice in a point of time a small piece of access just a taste and if we want more we'll continue right and the last piece is attention economy if you're not winning and capturing you know my attention or saving me time you're not going to make it. And that's what these digital business models are built on.
0: Where can people go to get the book?
1: Anywhere. Barnes & Noble actually has the physical book. You can go to 800 CO read Amazon, bn.com, anywhere where books are typically sold. You'll find them all across the board.